Hi everyone, Terry Walbrock here, host of the Healing Place podcast, and just taking a second before today's wonderful episode to remind everyone to visit my website, terrywalbrock.com. It's T-E-R-I, just one R, W-E-L-L-B-R-O-C-K.com, and um, subscribe to my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter. You can do that when the pop-up comes up or there's a subscribe button. Um, there and um, just wanted to share some happy news that oh my gosh my psoriasis rash is looking so much better Uh, met with someone that I had met um, through one of my Hilton Head series guests um, and we connected she's and lives in Savannah and uh, discussing supplements and so forth and so I've added a new supplement to my regimen and uh, it's really making some powerful difference uh, with my body. Um, This particular supplement um, has a focus on uh, oxidative stress and um, the free radicals, clearing those up that are floating around. So I'm super pumped. I'm super excited, feel better every day. I've hit 10,000 steps every day for a week, which goes along with uh, today's episode. So about getting out there and uh, moving and walking. And I I know for me, it really is a spiritual um, process, uh, very mindful. Uh, but just experiencing God in in the beauty that surrounds me on my walks. All right, enjoy today's episode. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Wellbrock, and so very happy to have with me today, Marjorie Turner Holman, and she is a freelance writer, author, editor, and as well as doing book coaching, which we were just having a fun little conversation about before hitting record. So welcome, Marjorie. Oh, thank you so much, Terry. I'm really, I'm looking forward to this conversation. You never know where it goes. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the, the most fun that I have with this podcast. Well, the most fun I have is meeting beautiful souls such as yourself. I love, I love these connections that I have and make. And so many of my podcast guests turn to friendship and um, yeah, just treasured friends beyond podcast guests. And um <laughs> Yeah, I love that. But the second thing being um, that just went out of my head. (laughs) Well, whatever that second thing was, it's a good thing to have, too. So um, (laughs) it'll come back to me in a second. I can't believe that like that just went out of my brain. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, let's talk about what are your you have a is it a fifth book that is just came out or is coming out in the yeah, in the Easy Walk series. Uh, started as very hyper-local trail guides because people where I live in Massachusetts just don't know where there are places to get outside. Uh, The backstory behind that is my latest book, which is my Liturgy of Easy Walks, and that's my memoir. But um, the backstory of that is that 30 plus years ago, I woke from brain surgery to save my life and found my right side totally paralyzed. So I have 
gained a measure of healing over those over these years. I am able to walk out on the trail. I use hiking poles because of compromised balance and continued paralysis in my foot. But um, lots of things have changed. Lots of things have healed. And this whole book series has been a, an amazing, not only making peace with what I've lived through, but feeling like I have a way to give back and also encountering lots of other people who have similar challenges, not in the details, but in the big picture. And those are you know people who are older, people who are recently injured, young parents with kids in strollers, they all are looking for easy walks. And that's not too many roots, not too many rocks, relatively level with something of interest along the way. That's an easy walk. And so these books all use that theme of teaching people to tell us about the trail surfaces so that we can actually get outside safely. And that's been just a, a, it's taken on a life of its own. It's really kind of remarkable. I, it's certainly not anything that I expected when it started. I love it. And I love it that, um, well, one, one of the points that you made is by putting our truths out there, sharing our stories, it's amazing how many people resonate with it. And then we have that connection and people come and say, oh my gosh, me too. But like you said, I love the way you worded it, not in the details, but on, on, on the broader, on the broader spectrum. And um, yes, I know when I first started putting my trauma truths out, uh, which was terrifying and scary, but how many people would reach out to me privately in text mm-hmm. or phone call or private messenger or something and say, oh my gosh, me too. I've never told anybody, but blah. And yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, with your story and being able to have, you're right, people to say, I don't know, like, like nature is so healing. Nature is so wonderful to be out there. We need to be out in it more. And uh, yeah, so putting these, this out there and all these people resonating. I love it. Yeah, the the first books are all what I call hyper local. So very, very just from one town to the next, whatever town I'm in, where can I find places to safely get outdoors? So those are my first two books with Actually, the first three, I worked with another group. They wanted their own book. So 37 contiguous towns in south South central Massachusetts into Rhode Island with what are the trails in each of those contiguous towns. So, you know, I there's 350 towns in Massachusetts. I, I'm not even t- scratching the surface, but when you're there, Here's what you can find. And those are those I've been writing since 2013. They're still selling very well. Uh, the other books are How Do You Find All These Places? And then the most recent is Here's Why I've Been Writing Them. Here's my story from learning to live with a changed life. And yeah. so the, the title, the subtitle is It's My Liturgy of Easy Walks. The subtitle is Reclaiming Hope in a in a World Turned Upside Down. That's okay. Yeah, you know, now I did want to ask. Go ahead. Yeah. 
No, it's I, what, what do you do when suddenly everything you've been counting on, depending on taking for granted is gone? How do you start over and, and how do you make a life with what you have? Yeah. Well, and that was one of the questions I had for you. The, the title, I grew up very Catholic. Um, and so the word liturgy to me has a has a spiritual essence for it. Mm-hmm. And so I was curious, my liturgy of easy walks, is it is it a, a sacred journey? Is it is it when so your walks are they is this just about how to find these places or is there is there a spiritual or sacred or healing part of it? These I, I think the the comparable way of talking it, these are meditations on living a changed life. Okay. It incorporates walking in some of those experiences, the broader focus is one one is healing one is walking one is the strength of family and friends one is not by bread alone and another one is uh, i can't even remember (laughs) it's it's lessons learned that's right so those are the chapters they're really meditations more than specific religious liturgies yeah because a liturgy is basically ways of meeting God. And all of what I am writing about are those struggles, those, um, not the pat easy answers, not the cliches. It's the, what do I do with this part of my life? And what's, how do I get through another part? And what are the things that bring me joy? Yeah. And what are the things that in the midst of really hard things, you're, you know, there's a light somewhere. It may be very, very small, but, oh. you know, keeping moving through or, or simply just saying this is really hard. Yeah, very powerful. I know this morning. So I've been on a healing journey for 10 years, but. um in the past two years, I it was for the first time ever a physical. I, I became very, very ill uh, with mycotoxin poisoning from mold exposure mm-hmm. and uh, have healed everything. All my labs are back in the normal range. All the mycotoxins are, you know, back in the normal range out of my system. But I have this rash. It's autoimmune triggered that I just um, like my body eating itself, attacking itself. And so I just haven't been able to shake it. Well, I finally was able to shake it and my my skin was so much better. And I was like, yeah, I finally did it. Like I got it. I got myself back to where I needed to be. And then my mom, who's a severe alcoholic, um, was diagnosed and put in hospice with liver cancer and cirrhosis of the liver, 87 years old, and decided her end of life journey would be to dive back into the bottle after living sober for three and a half years. So I think the rash came back like boom. And so this morning as I was getting ready and uh, I was looking at my legs and I was like, oh, I just had this moment of surrender. And I just, I mean, you know, so resonating with the words you just said, because it was very much, you know, sending up to God, universe, whatever, however you look at it. 
um, in saying, all right, there is a lesson that I'm needing to learn in all of this and why this is surfacing, surfacing that there's an emotional component of this. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this just this surrender into it and being willing to, I mean, I live a life of gratitude and joy and trying to find the positives, but <clears throat> you're right, when these things come up in our lives, it really is that like stops us in our tracks. And that's our opportunity to say, hold on a second, like, where am I being redirected? Or what am I needing to learn here? Yeah, I, I if I hadn't had the experience of losing my ability to walk, I, I, I feel sure I would not have gone in this direction, I would have just kept doing what I was doing, or, you know, obviously, things would keep changing. But this had a profound impact on my perspective and my appreciation of something that walking we take for granted until it's gone. Well, and I love that you put that in one of our notes back and forth, I think in an email exchange that you're, you were writing books about walking when there were times in your life that you weren't even able to walk. And so, um, yeah, that's very, um, sort of ironic. (laughs) Yeah. Ironic, but, but poetic in a way. And, um, yes, because it's almost like that, that journey of triumph then, because now you are back out there walking again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also have a tandem bicycle an adaptive tandem bicycle because I don't have the balance to ride a bike on my own and my husband actually built us a tandem bicycle that I can ride he does the balance and the steering and all of the maintenance and all of the packing because we I have heat sensitivity so when you think of getting out bikes uh, I can't do over 70 degrees my legs stop working. So there's all sorts of adaptive things that we have needed to to do to make it safe for me to get in the outdoors on our bike. And and that I feel like I'm flying. It's just wonderful because otherwise I, I move at the speed of a turtle. I really, my life came to a stop and I have to move very slowly to be able to maintain an equilibrium and the seizures that I have dealt with because of this, the brain surgery, it's medication and lifestyle that keeps some stability. And so that I have to keep in mind and keep mindful of to keep things stable in my life. It yeah. isn't it isn't a one and done. It's not a oh, you can take a pill for that. It's right. lifestyle as well as medication working together. It can be really frustrating. I'd like to just feel like I could be normal. And my normal is pretty different than a lot of people's. Everybody has things they deal with. Mostly it doesn't show. Right. Well, you said mindful, and it made me think of. So my walks, I know, and we talk about it on the show, are very mindful walks. And I think you, speaking of being uh, meditative types of walk, that um, there is 
uh, just a, a mindfulness um, approach that you can have in in walking that doesn't have to just be, you know, I'm out here to get as many steps in and whip, whip in your arms, but to be very with whatever is surrounding you in the moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, it's sometimes it's really hard to get myself out. The, the pandemic has had a huge effect on all of us and feeling isolated, feeling like home is the safe place to be and to even just get myself out. And every time we get out, typically these days with my husband or um, I'll meet with friends outside because that again is another safe place outdoors. I really continue because of health things to very much limit the exposure that I have to other people. So being outside is a is a social, as well as every time we walk, I'll say to my husband, thank you for getting me out. Because oh. it, it is hard. It's it's not that I'm this gung-ho hiker. It, it's it's something emotionally sometimes very difficult for me to get myself moving and get out as much as I love it and as much as it's wonderful. It's this has been a really difficult time for many, many people getting through the pandemic. For some of us, it's still here. Yes, I'm glad you brought up that point because I've again, I did a I did a series on the show a couple years ago when the pandemic first uh, hit, which I don't even know what year we're into it now, but um <laughs> It was hashtag pandemic self-care. And I had 36 previous podcast guests come back and join me for a Facebook live series. And we talked exactly about the like the the impact of isolation and, and the things people can do. And I'm telling you, how many people on, on that series talked about nature, you know, doing nature baths, which is just being out in nature mm-hmm. and appreciating the birds singing and the flowers, the colors, and using our senses. And um yes movement walking whether you're walking like you said at a turtle's pace or if you're out there <laughs> strolling along or riding a bike whatever it it can be is just mm-hmm. to be out there moving i mean those two things are you're right very powerful in helping us along that journey absolutely yeah for sure right well, I, we can certainly sit here and talk for quite a while, I'm sure, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to address anything that uh, you feel compelled to talk about today. Hmm. Um, why? You know, sometimes I don't always get a chance to talk about it, but in our culture, there's this concept of no pain, no gain. I'm sure you've heard that. And it's always really irritated me because especially having been immersed in the neurological world of healing, there is no no pain, no gain. Healing comes as you wait and you move as you're able. It isn't that you can push through it. It isn't that you can say, now I'm gonna do this and I'm just gonna grit through. There's no healing that comes with that. It's the the staying with it, doing what you can. I, I call it my Zen dishes that I would sit and do my dishes and until my shoulder couldn't do it. I could try to push it 
And once the pain is there, I really have to stop. It's learning to respect your body as it's healing and understanding there is no nothing to be gained by inflicting more pain. It doesn't work. Healing comes, at least neurologically, in my experience, when it's ready and not a moment before. And they can be sudden healings. It, it, I could tell you when specific things happened that I was able to get more mobility, more, um, more awareness, more movement, more just peace or even balance, which we really take for granted. It's a neurological skill as it is. And for a long time, my balance was right at my knees. It was like walking on stilts. But as a child, I had stilts and I could get down from them. As an adult with this whole change in my body, my balance was at my knees, felt like walking on stilts, but I couldn't step off. And suddenly one day it shifted and my balance moved back to my hips where we always talk about your balances in your hips. Not always. It's a neurological function that we take for granted. And one day in a moment, it shifted very weirdly. It was very, very strange. But that didn't come with pushing through pain. It came through moving as I was able. Because otherwise, if I just sat in my chair feeling sorry or just giving up, I would never have known that change had happened. Yeah. So keep moving as you're able, as much as you're able, which isn't a lot sometimes. That's a powerful, powerful message. Like one, it resonated with me so strongly because I just like kind of received this message of stop pushing so hard. Just let it be and your body's going to heal. Like I just felt this wave come over me, but that is a powerful lesson because you were patient and you listened and you allowed. I'm not very patient. No. Very patient. <laughs> oh, I chafe. I chafe so much. I'm not patient. And still your body tells you what it needs. I yeah. talk to people about some people only slow down when they've had a heart attack and they might not survive and others of us slow down in ways that we can survive we hit that wall but I did survive so you know whatever it takes to make us stop and reevaluate some of us don't survive that right some of us are given a second chance yes and it's amazing how many second chances those folks that I know with them have a shift and do take the lessons and take the hardships and the trials and the triumphs and share it with the world through books or through speaking or through their work. They, they become a coach. They, I mean, it's just, it's to me, it's such a beautiful way to guide others along the healing journey. So I just thank you for writing these books and we'll, yeah, and sharing your truths, uh, which I'm sure will resonate with so many others. Thank you. I really, really appreciate you. That's good questions. Oh, thanks. Thanks. So how, how do folks get in touch with you? How do they connect with you or get your book? 
books? Oh, thank you. Thank you. The books are all on Amazon under Marjorie Turner Holman. Uh, the, my website is MarjorieTurner.com. Uh, M-A-R-J-O-R-I-E. There's always different spellings at MarjorieTurner.com. And that's, that's where links to all the books are. Um, I have an author page on Amazon. There's lots of links. They can, you know, the books are there. I, I don't know that I sent you a copy of my book. And Hold on one second. For those on YouTube, ready? Uh, oh, you! Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah, I think the subtitle's <laughs> different, but it has now um, changed. Yes, that that's changed, but I do have it. It's hope. It's on the top yeah. of my pile of next to read. <laughs> I don't like to read the books before I interview because it just helps me to have really truly authentic conversations without knowing, um, and then I'm, you know, I'll dive into it. So I travel like that. My husband does all the planning and all the routes, and he knows so much. And I say, I'm going to see what's there. And then I'll go back and read. And I say, oh, I probably should have read some of that before. <laughs> but I can't visualize what I'm reading until I've actually been there. Yes. And yeah. That just makes for a return trip, right? So then you can go appreciate exactly. all the stuff. You can exactly. say, oh, check mark. I did that already, but I, I didn't do this. So, yeah. Exactly. Going back to where we, going back, we always say, we need to come back. Yeah. There wasn't enough time. We'll have yes. to do this again. Now that we know that. Right. <laughs> right. Well, it's been just a joy to have you here today. Thank you for joining me and, and sharing your insights. I know I personally learned a lot. So thanks. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I wish Hilton Head were closer so I could just stop in. That's. Oh, yes. If you're ever down here, that's. I had uh, a friend that lives in the in the Northeast. Um, I think she, I want to say, oh, golly jeepers, Catherine lives in, in Connecticut or Rhode Island. I'm so mm -hmm. drawing a blank on it. Maybe it is Massachusetts, but she, um, she was down here vacationing and reached out and said she was visiting a cousin, family member nearby at one of the other islands. And so she came over and we met and we sat on the, on the beach and just sat and talked for hours on end. And it was just so beautiful. So yes, if you ever come down to the area, reach out, oh, we'll sit down you. and we'll just hang out for a while. Oh, my grandmother had a beach house on Pensacola beach. Okay. And that was home for us, even though I grew up in South Florida, but Pensacola was really where family was. Oh, that's so really beautiful. going back and forth to the water and back as a kid. And I, I, I thought everybody's grandmother had a beach house. Little did I know how lucky, how lucky we were. Yes. Yeah, well, we vacationed here 20 years before we finally moved here. And uh, one time we had told the kids, <clears throat> I have three kids, and we said, hey, we're going to do something different this year for vacation. We're, let's do Charleston or let's do, you know, Florida. And they said, mom, we have to go to Hilton Head. It's tradition. And so it, it is, you know, when you have that place mm -hmm. that just speaks to your soul. And uh, that's mm -hmm. what this island was for us. So much so that we ended up saying, all right, we're going to move there during the pandemic. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, that's changed so much too i i do an awful lot of interacting with people around the world now by zoom yes which is important social connections it it's opened up 
if we have just another minute, it's opened up possibilities for people with disability, especially those of us who haven't been able to drive, uh, people who are visually impaired. It's made it so we can open up our world as opposed to the normal world who felt so closed in. That's a lot of what the disabled community lives with all the time. The pandemic wasn't that different. Oh, that's... living very isolated. And yeah. it, in fact, opened up opportunities for many of us that we weren't able to take advantage of otherwise. Yes, definitely. That's one of the most, uh, one of the biggest silver linings that I've found is how many people now are able to connect and, and help others in coaching roles or author roles, whatever, or speaking roles. Um, help others all over the all over the world um yeah, yeah through platforms mm-hmm. such as zoom so yeah. yeah my coaching clients are um across the country at this point i i deal with people in washington state um uh, michigan my client is closer now right now but it, it doesn't really matter yeah so wonderful the doors are open Well, again, thank you for your work. Thanks for being here. And everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the Academy terrywellbrock.com for the courses but if you go to my website terrywellbrock.com you can sign up for my monthly hope for healing newsletter which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for uh, thanks for again being here and being a part of this healing space i very much appreciate you all right bye-bye